Here we go. You're listening to Law and Gospel on this Wednesday, November the 15th, in the year of our Lord, 2023. I'm Pastor Tom Baker, and as we take a look at Wednesday's Law and Gospel, we're going to be looking at Proverbs chapter 27. Now, it begins about know well the condition of your flocks and give attention to your herds. This really is an extended saying about advice for kings and leaders. Serves as an introduction to the next major section of Proverbs 28 and 29 concerning Hezekiah's men. Remember, not all of Proverbs was put together by Solomon. This section was put together by the elders of Hezekiah, a wise king and therefore very good elders. Proverbs 28, 29, those chapters, it's a collection of sayings that contain guidance for kings and leaders in governing God's people on his behalf for their good. At the time of the Reformation, some Roman Catholics cited, know well the condition of your flocks from Proverbs 27, verse 23, as a biblical mandate for the practice of requiring confession and penance. Not repentance, but penance. However, the Lutheran reformers called attention to the literal meaning of this passage as a mandate for the head of a household to pay diligent attention to his own property and leave other people's alone, but warning him not to be so preoccupied with the increase of his holdings that he neglects the fear of God or faith or his concern for God's word. Now, the Lutheran confessors do concede that the passage could, by analogy, be applied as a commandment for a pastor to pay diligent attention to the conduct of the members of his church. So verse 23, know well the condition of your flock. Now, on the surface, it certainly appears that this is for leaders, pastors, parents, uh, to attend to one's own responsibilities, including the stewardship of God-given possessions, as God intended already in the pristine creation in Genesis 1. The attention is needed because earthly wealth 
does not last. That's what Proverbs verse 24 says. For the riches do not last forever. And does a crown endure to all generations? Well, because earthly wealth does not last, especially if one neglects domestic animals and agricultural crops, it also reminds the reader that just as God renews his creation, so his people need constant renewal and growth. This saying also advises special diligence in attending to those things that provide for an adequate income for oneself and for one's family. Now, know well the condition of your flock. Right now, I'm helping out with four congregations in Illinois. Now, two of them have joined together in attending worship at the same church. They have two churches, and we attend at one church both services. And that occurs on a Thursday night. So every Thursday, around 3 o'clock, we leave St. Louis to drive to the church to get there by 6 o'clock when we have a worship service. The other two congregations, there's really one congregation but has two services, is on Sundays. And the condition of the two flocks is really quite different. In fact, the condition of each service is quite different. Uh, let's take Sunday, for example. The Sunday service, they have a regular sanctuary. Uh, it's built like a church and has many pews. And people come there and they worship God. That's at 8.30 in the morning. But at the second service which is at 11 o'clock, it really is part of the university that is affiliated with the church. In fact, in that particular area, that church has given discretion to teach and reach out to university students. And there are a number of them. In fact, they have a wonderful building that is separate from the first service, and it's much bigger. In fact, after 10 pastors have declined to become a full-time pastor there, we finally have found the 11th pastor who has agreed to come, and he will be installed on the second 
Sunday of December. So I'm going to be available for preaching and teaching at another church that maybe has a vacancy at this time. What I've been doing is going to at least seven churches who did not have pastors, and they were calling them. And I would deal with those churches in preaching, doing adult instruction, doing some youth confirmation, doing baptisms, visiting people who were ill, and taking care of the congregation. And I'll be available for that beginning in December. So if you know of a congregation that needs a pastor while they're calling another pastor full-time, I'm called an interim pastor. That means I'm there during the interim of their vacancy. And there are a number of congregations that have vacancies, and I'm only too happy to serve there. But what this verse is telling about is that when you get involved in a congregation, you need to know well the condition of your flock. So I do the same sermon on Sunday at both congregation or at both places. It's the same congregation. The one is where many of the regular members attend, and the other is also open for the university. I change my sermons because when I'm speaking to university students, I'm talking to those who maybe to some degree have never really understood Lutheranism. And so there's a lot more explanation in the sermon when I'm preaching at the university section about the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. And this is how you give attention to your herds. For example, if you take a look at Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And what does he do? He leads me beside still waters and also green pastures. You see, that's taking care of the flock. You don't take them into a wilderness where there is no water or there is no green pastures. And where there is water, you don't take them to a flowing river because the sheep's wool can get drenched and drown the sheep in a fast-moving river. Instead, you take them to water that is still so they can drink to their heart's content and then move them into an area of green pastures, which they love to eat. This is taking care 
of your flock. Now, what does that mean when we're talking about congregations? Well, it takes a while for a pastor to know his congregation. In some congregations, the people are older and there's very few children. So you may have a Sunday school, but it's really small because most of the people are either retired or independent in working on farms, etc. The other congregation, uh, the university, there is no Sunday school for the children. But the Sunday school occurs after the early service at the other church. And so there are some children in the late service that go to the Sunday school at the other church. And that's wonderful because it's a different building. And after Sunday school, they then go to the university section, which is a very, very large building, has a great big basement where you can have many good meals. Therefore, this saying immediately occurs before the advice for monarchs and takes on the character of a parable. Kings in the ancient Near East were often depicted as shepherds who govern on behalf of their gods and whose duty was to attend to their flock, the people. We just did a Bible study on Jonah. And remember, Jonah was told by God to go to Nineveh. But that was an Assyrian area that was not Jewish. And they were enemies of Israel. Jonah did not want to go there. He disobeyed God. And he tried to get on a boat, which he did, to travel away to Tarshish. But a big storm occurred on the boat. And all the sailors were praying to their individual gods, asking that the storm be ceased because it was going to make the ship go under. They threw all kinds of cargo off of the ship while they were praying to their individual gods. During the storm, though, Noah, I'm sorry, Jonah was asleep at the bottom of the boat. And so the captain of the boat went and woke him up and said, look, you need to help us. We're drowning. You pray to your God and see if it makes a difference. And so Jonah came up and they cast lots, the sailors did, to decide who was responsible for this storm. And the lot fell on Jonah. 
and Jonah realize that the storm had come because he had refused to obey God's word to go to Nineveh. And the sailors asked him, well, what should we do? And he said, you need to throw me into the water. Then the storm will end. But the sailors thought so much of Jonah that they did not throw him into the water. They tried to row to shore, but were unsuccessful. And so finally they did throw him into the water. And as soon as they did, two things happened. Number one, the storm ceased, reminding us of when Jesus stilled the storm on the Sea of Galilee for his disciples. And the second thing that happened is that Jonah was swallowed by a large fish. Now, we're not told what the fish was. I used to think it was a whale, but people say that a whale's throat wasn't big enough to swallow a man. So it could have been a special fish that God had prepared uh, for Noah. There are so many fish in the depths of the ocean that we are unaware of, that this could be one with a really large mouth. And Noah was in there for three days and three nights until the fish spit him up on the ground. And then he went to Nineveh. That's another miracle and reminds us of what Jesus said. They asked him for a sign. And he said, the only sign is that of Noah. When, what will happen? I'm sorry, Jonah. I keep saying Noah all the time because the two names are close. But this was Jonah in the belly of the great fish. And he said, as Jonah was in the belly of the fish for three days, so also the Son of Man will be buried for three days, and then he will rise from the dead. Very few of the disciples believe that. So what the Bible teaches is that God himself is the shepherd of all of the Old Testament prophets and of the kings, including David. God promises that the Messiah, namely the eternal ruler, will be born in Bethlehem, and he will shepherd his people and raise up under shepherds to fend off and defeat the adversaries of his people. Pastors are regarded as the under-shepherds, and they do their work best by figuring out, okay, what needs does this particular flock have? And then applying their sermons to those needs. Who else did that? Well, that was the work of John the baptizer. 
he would take a vocation like a soldier and would indicate, okay, here's what God allows you to do, but here's what God doesn't want you to do as a soldier. Yes, you can defeat the enemy, but you are not to plunder and steal from them their goods. That was found in the Old Testament. So Proverbs 24 reminds us that riches do not last forever, or does a crown endure to all generations. This is reminding us that a king who is concerned about establishing and continuing his own dynasty is warned that self-absorption will lead to the neglect of his people and endanger his own dynasty. Instead, just as God renews the land and its bounty, so a king needs to be constantly renewing and reforming his rule according to God's word. Then the people of the faithful leader will provide for him and his family. In keeping with the metaphor of the king as shepherd, the king's subjects are pictured as wool-providing lambs. That's in verse 26. When the grass is gone and the new growth appears and the vegetation of the mountains is gathered, the lambs will provide your clothing and the goats the price of a field. Now, the male goats that provide income may represent the people as a whole or the princes and leaders. Further support comes from female goats that produce milk. And this prosperity will benefit the king and all his relatives, which would include his sons and successor, and not just the men in his family, but also his daughters and other women in his household. In fact, that's what verse 27 says. There will be enough goat's milk for your food, for the food of your household, and maintenance for your girls. So the women are included. This happens many a time. For example, in preparation for the new pastor coming to the congregation, the congregation is gathering together items that might be helpful for the family, including gifts and certificates from certain stores that they can buy what they need as they move into their new household. The congregation is real excited about getting a full-time pastor because I was only able to attend on Sundays and then I did attend Wednesdays for Advent and Lent and preach those sermons. 
but they need a full-time pastor who's there every day in reaching out to people. So this section of Proverbs is general advice, not only on farmers for animals and agriculture, not only as a parable about the king's responsibility to his people, but also is placing responsibility for the pastors over a congregation. Now, there isn't a passage in Proverbs that doesn't really connect to Jesus Christ, as do these verses, because this passage is fulfilled ultimately in Jesus Christ the everlasting messianic king and recalls David as a shepherd. Paradoxically, Jesus is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, but he's also the good shepherd who lays down his life for his sheep. In this day, Christ serves as a faithful shepherd in every faithful congregation. The pastor is simply the voice of Jesus as he does baptisms and the sacrament of the Lord's Supper. Therefore, these pastors are called to shepherd God's flock on behalf of Christ himself as we anticipate his return. But we know that these promises and Proverbs are for under shepherds and for kings who take condition of your flocks under your judgment and give attention to your herds because you're not there to make a name for yourself. You're there to make a name for Jesus. I'm Tom Baker. Join us tomorrow for more information on Law and Gospel. God bless you. Listen to Law and Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law and Gospel, please make your check out to Law and Gospel and mail to Law and Gospel P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri, 63132, or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.